welcome back to you know what i've been wondering i'm sarah i'm jane i'm gonna tell you guys something jane looks really different i was about to say or am i jane because i don't look like her do you want to tell them what happened um okay it's it's, I, it's kind of embarrassing i'll spare the grosser details okay. but basically yesterday we had a uh, a friend's birthday party to go to. Uh, you might remember Laurel from our episode where she talked about werewolves. Oh, yeah. Happy birthday, um, Laurel. Happy birthday to her. This comes out the day after her birthday. So oh, my goodness. Happy belated birthday, Laurel. We love you, Laurel. Anyway, we she had a, a like a dinner that we went to for her birthday at a restaurant that was at like 8 o'clock. And we slept in yesterday and we're doing a puzzle. So we didn't really eat breakfast until like 1230 and then we thought, like, oh, well, we shouldn't wait till 8 to eat again. So we ordered food. And we ate at, like, um, 5. We ate at, like, 5. And I got a burrito. And this burrito did not agree with me. And it really didn't. <laughs> yeah. No, I felt immediately not great. And I'm trying to think of the least disgusting way to say this. It did not stay in my stomach. Um, you could just say that you vomited. I vomited. We know what, that, we know what that's like. Yeah. Um, I We've vomited. been there. And I sometimes when that happens to me when i get sick like that i pop blood vessels in my face um, that's normal i think yeah i it, it happened to me once real bad in one of my eyes and i had a big like red spot in that eye, and it was like literally like you could only see it if i was looking a certain direction like if I was, was that looking, in college yeah yeah if i was looking straight ahead i looked totally normal but if i like looked to the left everyone would like be like Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of fun scaring people but i've had it other times as like just little a couple spots here and there on my cheeks but this time it's so bad you look really different and <laughs> the funny thing about it is when it happened, I was in the middle of doing my makeup, so I had already put on my foundation and my concealer and all that. So you couldn't see it. I just looked... Like, at first, my face looked a little swollen, but mm-hmm. that went down kind of quick. But I still felt like... I said to Sarah, I was like, does my face look wrong somehow? And she said no. And I I mean, my forehead was a little bit red, so I put on a, a little bit more foundation there. But, like, it, other than that, it was... Like, I thought I looked normal, and Sarah thought I looked normal, and no one all night said anything. We were with a bunch of friends. No, you looked totally normal. Your makeup looked great. Like, And then we get home. Sarah goes to bed. I'm sitting on the couch for a while, just, like, doing nothing on my phone, and I get up to take off my makeup, and I literally take, like, a towel, one of those, like, makeup remover towels, and I start on my chin, and I immediately notice, like, oh, no, like, I have something super red on the side of my chin, and the more I go, the more it reveals like, oh, no, it's my entire face. Yeah. My entire face. I don't know how to describe it. It looks like a giant bruise. Like, it does. It's so it's like like the whole texture of your face is different. It, yeah. I don't know exactly how to describe it. It's like ugh, I look so weird. Yeah. I'm sorry you're going through that. It's fine. I mean, clearly, as we learned last night, my like makeup covers it. So yeah hopefully i can just live my life for the next however long it lasts hopefully yeah it's only a couple days i feel like last time this happened to me it went away pretty quickly pretty quickly but i've never had it this bad on my skin yeah it's pretty wild here i am with my face how you doing sarah your face looks not looks nice <laughs> thank you my i blew dry my hair last night and now it looks really nice. it looks really nice today and, and that's why i was kind of like can we go to the grocery store like i can't sit inside all day when my hair looks this good it really does look good i never blow dry it i should more because it does it always looks really nice i'm good uh jamie's very lucky i did not throw her under the bus about 10 minutes ago because we have jehovah's witnesses in our area and they come to our door a lot <laughs> 
And I don't know the last time they came for Jane. I've met them before, but this was like a while ago, maybe almost a year ago now. But I knew that they were coming back. And today I was sitting in the living room doing my research, doorbell rings, and like the fool I am, I forget to check the people and I open the door and it's the Jehovah's Witnesses and they're looking for Jane. (laughs) And to give you like a brief layout of our apartment, Jane's bedroom door is right next to our front door. So she knows they're there. Like I was on the other side of the wall listening. Yeah. Like, oh no, Sarah. And they were looking for her. They were like, you're not the one we've met before. And I, they were like, we know Jane. And I was like, oh, Jane. And in my head, I was like, I could be so a jerk right now and just be like oh you want jane jane come here (laughs) (laughs) well i didn't that's i thought you would have done that if it was them because i was like oh no it's the jehovah's witnesses and then she said something about the oven which you explained later but i was like oh no maybe it's someone asking about like our gas no no it was the jehovah's witnesses they at one point i looked at jane's door and they said do you have a baby in there and i said (laughs) no but then i realized that would have been an out so i was like but my oven's on (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Which it wasn't. <laughs> and, like, they were trying to show me a video, and the video wasn't loading, so it was prolonging the whole thing of them arguing over how to get the video to load, and I didn't know how to be like, I don't need the video, I need you to go away. Um, and it was fine. Like, it's it was really not a big deal. Like, I don't lose anything by being polite to them, you know? Yeah, like, I mean, there's nothing to gain. Right. There's nothing to gain by being rude and slamming the door in their face. So I'm not yeah. going to do that. But I still was like, I'm not going to sabotage Jane. But then when I closed the door and I went into Jane, they handed me a pamphlet, and I barged into Jane's room and I said, take your pamphlet. <laughs> I was like, they were looking for you. <laughs> if I could hear what they were saying and I heard them ask, is there a baby in there? And if you had said yes, I 100% would have been like, wah, wah. <laughs> like <laughs> I literally said to Jane, I said, I should have said yes. And it's sitting next to a knife. Like, <laughs> so I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> Pulled up some baby noises on my phone and been like, ah. Yeah, I was trying to speak loud to see if Jane could create some sort of diversion. And then I could have yelled like, honey, come quick. The baby's walking for the first time. Or like something to get you. (laughs) And then they would have thought that we were a lesbian couple because they know you live there. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe they would have been like, oh my gosh, can we come in and see your child's first steps? And then just found me being like, it, it ran away. Is that good a walker? It's under the bed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, probably a good thing we didn't do the baby thing. No, that would have been a lot. <laughs> it would have it been a it lot. It would have been a funny story, but. It would have. I just like, I always, with the Jehovah's Witnesses, it's like, I don't really want to sit here and listen to this, but I also not gutsy enough to be like, I'm an atheist. Bye. Like, you know. <laughs> I just don't understand. Like, are, are they supposed to like check off a list that they've converted us or? Yeah, I think part of that's part of their religion is that they, much like the Mormons, yeah. you know, they go out and they seek conversion and things like that i don't know i don't know i don't know what their goals are yeah well i've tried with them before to be like well i already believe in christianity and that doesn't stop them they're like great so like tell us what you believe specifically like they quiz me yeah like what do you think happens when you die or like what do you think happened like why do you think bad things happen and like i'm like i don't know (laughs) yeah that's their whole thing is that bad things happen because there is one like antichrist evil power that's what the they showed me a video that's what the video was about Uh, um yeah i mean the first time they were here i was like yeah yeah yeah, i know about god like you know know i'm familiar i've met him we're we we are friends we're pals um but it was fine it was just funny because i was sitting there and then plus jane was like well if they'd seen my face i could have been like this is the work of god (laughs) 
Look what he did to me last night. Look what he did to me. Through a burrito. It was a punishment. Oh boy. So that's how that's how I'm doing. Should we start talking about some goths? <laughs> not the kind of goth that I am with my blue hair. A different type of goth. You're not goth. No, I'm not goth. All my <laughs> students are like, you're a goth now. And I'm like, really? Yeah. Because I wear a choker sometimes and I have blue hair. And it's winter, so I wear dark colors. No. These kids, I feel like, don't know what goths are. Like, either type of goth. <laughs> yeah, no, they don't. I feel like our day and age, like, like people... I feel like I haven't seen, like, goths in the wild. <laughs> a wild goth. I well, agree. Not that it was trendy in, like, the early 2000s or the 90s, but, like, I feel like I knew more people and I knew more bands that were popular, mm-hmm. that were, like, inspiring of that style. I agree. I had a friend in fourth grade who was like, I'm goth, even though she never wore any of the, like, signature goth Yeah, things. she was just really into Good Charlotte, and she wore a lot of black <laughs> t-shirts. We all had those friends who were, like, super into Good Charlotte and My Chemical Romance at a yeah. very young age. <laughs> Those early 2000s kids. I remember when Hilary Duff dated um, that mm, member of mm. Good Charlotte. And I remember being so confused because I felt like she was like the opposite of that. Yeah, same. I was like, hmm. Opposites attract? I guess. But no, we're not talking about those goths. We are talking about the gothic people of, I don't want to say ancient history, but of history. Medieval history? Medieval history is a good is a good indicator of the time period they mm-hmm. were from. So I thought I should establish three big answers to questions first, which is, you know, who, where, when. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The W's. The W's. We always well, do I mean, the there's W's. also what and why, which I have not. I mean, I've done a little bit of what and why later on, but I re- those were the three biggest questions I had when I first went into this. Like, okay, who yeah, were yeah, they? Yeah. Where were they? And when were they? Yeah. So who they are is a nomadic group of people who lived during the time of the Roman Empire and they fought against them. Okay. Wait, the Holy Roman Empire or the First Roman Empire? Holy Roman Empire is later. First, then. Okay. First, 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 first. Okay. I feel like I would know if it was the Holy Roman, just because I didn't see that anywhere in my research, that phrase. Okay, great. Where were they? They were in Europe. There were actually two groups of them. Ooh, two clans of goths. Yeah, there was a lot of individual tribes amongst the goths. Like, the goths is just a name that's given to, like nomadic people who are against the romans okay yeah yeah, yeah. And that makes sense and don't want to be ruled by the romans that makes sense and there were a lot of tribes within them but there are two big groups of them that we <laughs> me know. fighting catholicism sorry <laughs> <laughs> there were two big groups of them that were the visigoths and the ostrogoths oh and the visigoths when they were in power their influence extended from the iberian peninsula which is present-day portugal and spain mm-hmm. to eastern europe uh-huh and the ostrogoths lived in the area near the Black Sea, which is modern-day Romania, Ukraine, and Russia. Oh, okay. And Austra literally translates to east, so kind of like east-west. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When were they around? The late 300s and the early 400s was when they came to power, but they were really around until the 700s. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought this was funny. Britannica.com defines the word goth as a member of a Germanic people whose two branches, the Ostrogoths and the Visigoths, for centuries harassed the Roman Empire. (laughs) Which I was like, I feel like you're taking a side. Yeah, that's absolutely (laughs) taking a stance. You are They harassed the Romans. (laughs) That's funny. <laughs> why were they historically important? So we are getting to the why. Cool. So the ancestors of the Visigoths, who I think we can just refer to as the Visigoths, yes. mounted a successful invasion of the Roman Empire beginning in the year 376 and ultimately defeated 
the Romans in the Battle of Adrianople in 378. Oh. Now, for the next couple decades, the Visigoths and the Romans kind of coexisted. They fought a lot. They were warring combatants, but they were also trading partners. Mm-hmm. I think it was more so that before they sort of invaded, they felt like they couldn't do anything in Roman territory. And now all of a sudden they broke through and Romans were like, okay, I guess they're here. We're going to have to deal with them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Uh, however, under the leadership of Alaric I, who was the first king of the, Vithi- of the Visigoths, mm-hmm. the tribe invaded Italy and sacked Rome in 410. And that was when they really like took control from the Romans. Yeah. So this is the fall of the Roman Empire. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I'm wondering, as I keep saying the phrase Visigoth, if the phrase like Visigoths, or isn't that like a, you ever heard that word? I feel like I have, but I wouldn't be able to give you a definition like, Caught up it. in all this Visigoths, like isn't it like chaos? Oh. Did it come from this? It could. It just sounds similar to me. Or maybe, is it Visigosh? I don't, I, I'm going to Google this later. I don't know. I don't know the, I don't know, know exactly the word you're talking about, but I understand the phrase mm-hmm. that you mm-hmm. were trying to yeah. say. Yeah. I'm going to Google this later. So uh, what's mostly important to know about the Goths is that prior to their taking over uh the roman empire had controlled europe for centuries and the goths helped bring about their downfall and their rule is considered to be the beginning of the medieval period in europe oh okay so they started the medieval era the dark yeah 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 right because the fall right because the fall of the roman empire they lost like a bunch of technology and documents and important knowledge Mm. And that really plunged them into the Dark Ages. I do remember this. I remember this because when I learned this in European history, I was like, but how, though? Like, how did they just lose everything? But I guess when you burn it all down, like, when there were no computers. You yeah, know? there's no iCloud. Right. <laughs> like, that was the thing. Tablets. Studying abroad in Italy when I learned about, like, how they forgot how to build a dome. I was like, but how, though? <laughs> like, they did it. And that was the problem is they were like, at one point we knew. And, and now we don't. <laughs> Crazy. Anyway. Someone tapped it into a stone and then that stone got hit with a big ass. Right, can you imagine and- looking at the Pantheon for thousands of years and being like, or not thousands, hundreds of years and being like, we knew how to do that. Wish we did now, you know? <laughs> wish we could recreate this. Right. Wish we could do that again. Like, yep. it's nuts. Anyway. <laughs> So Alaric, and, or I'm not even sure I'm saying his name right. There are a lot of these names that I looked up how to say them, and I was like, that I've heard of Alaric. Wrong. Alaric? Uh, Alaric. The first? Yeah. There's some names coming up that I cannot wait to say. Great. Um, <laughs> I love fun names. That I'm just guessing on their pronunciation, but it has to be. Okay. Mm-hmm. Alaric and the Visigoths mm-hmm. established their kingdom in the region of Gaul, which is present-day France. Oh. This area had previously been an outlying nation of the Roman Empire, but they established it as their, like, home base. <laughs> and then they expanded their territory to include the Iberian Peninsula, which, as I said before, Portugal, Spain, yep. that area, by defeating these two groups called the Swebi and the Vandals. <laughs> Swebi. <In> the- <laughs> I like that word. <laughs> Maybe it's, like, Swaby, Subi? Sweb? S-U-E-B-I. Oh, Swaby. Swaby. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, early- not us. <laughs> not us. In the early 500s. And early on when the Visigoths took over Rome, the Roman people were fine with that. Like, I think they also were not happy with how they were being treated by their rulers. I mean, again, like, Christians were persecuted. Right. It was very, like, strict rules that they were living under. Yeah. So, I don't... At first, they were kind of like, okay, well, new people are ruling us. Like, our lives aren't changing that much. Right. So, at first, they got along 
fine. Uh, however, in 475, there was a falling out of the two groups, the Romans and the Goths. And the Visigoths assumed full governance of their kingdom under King Yurik. They were like, okay, if we're not going to get along, we're going to like actually like have rules for y'all. Because I think when they first took over, the idea was, well, those people were really strict for their people. We didn't like that. That's why we weren't part of their kingdom. Yeah. And that's why we wanted to take over. So we'll let you do your own thing. And then when they started to get kind of pushed back, they were like, okay, well then fine. We'll make some rules for you. Yeah. In order to maintain their control, of the Iberian Peninsula, they ended their nomadic ways from the mid 400s to the early 700s. So they settled down and were like, okay, we'll stay here and try and rule this kingdom we were trying to establish. Mm -hmm. And they were defeated in the early 700s by an invading force of African Moors. So it was a real, they had a real good strong 300 years. Okay, good for them. That's longer than America. (laughs) That's true. Like all of this stuff happened so long ago. Like we think of 1776 as being so long ago. This is the year, we're talking about the year 400. This happened, like, their end was a, still a thousand years before America yeah. was, like, a founded. You it's know? Crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. Now, the Ostrogoths, we don't know as much about them. The Ostrogoths had also made frequent incursions into Roman territory. They also didn't like the Romans and were trying to invade. But they were unsuccessful at first because they were invaded by the Huns. Oh. But after Attila the Hun was killed, it I think in an unrelated way. I don't think they killed him. <laughs> Ooh, we should talk about him. Oh, Attila the Hun? Mm-hmm. Um, after Attila the Hun was killed, they were finally free to expand into Roman lands, and Theodoric the Great led the Ostrogoths to successfully dominate the rulers of the Italian peninsula and expand their territories from the Black Sea into Italy and farther west. It didn't last super long because after couple of military campaigns from the Byzantine Empire, Emperor Justinian and others, the Ostrogoths were defeated and largely faded from history. So mostly when people are talking about the Goths, they're talking about the Visigoths. Visigoths yeah. Because they were more famous because for fighting the Roman Empire. Yeah. And they actually like took control of Europe for 300 years. So. Right. <laughs> fair. Fair. <laughs> Winner's history. <laughs> now, one thing, well, the biggest thing that they're really known for is this crazy thing called the Visigothic Code, which I think is really cool. And I don't know why I haven't heard of it before. But in 643, there was this Visigoth king named Chindaswinth. Cool. Which sounds like Tilda Swinton's, like, <laughs> like what she would be called back then or something. I don't yeah. Know. yeah. His name was Chindaswinth. And, this, okay, he has four kids and listen to what their names are. Favila. Favilla, Goda. <laughs> it's like Yoda. <laughs> Resiswinth. Oh. And then this is my favorite one. I wrote it in all caps. Teodofredo. <laughs> that sounds like an Italian pasta. Teodofredo. Teodofredo. <laughs> I love that. I could be saying I could Teodofredo. Teodofredo could be a thing. But te- either way, I like how many Teodofredo. syllables is that? Teo. At least five. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, it's at least five. Well, there are five syllable names, I feel like. Yeah, but none of... Now I can't think of any right now, but... Stephanie. No, that's only three. I'm going to like old-timey names like Ezekiel Obadiah. Like, um, Mm -hmm. whatever. We'll think of them. I'm going to think of a five-syllable name. But the really important one was Resiswinth. Which I, Rhesus Winth, Rhesus Winth, maybe I'm, I don't know how to say any of these names. Mm-hmm. Chindus Winth, their father, um, he created the Visigothic Code. And then he did this cool thing where in the last four years of his life, he made his son Rhesus Winth his co-king. Oh. 
which you'd think you'd just be like, okay, you're my heir. I'm going to train you. But no, he was like, we are co-kings. And then <laughs> Stephen King, when he writes a novel with his son. <laughs> <laughs> and then Restless Wind took complete control when his father died in the year 654. Uh-huh. And Wind expanded on the code. And I, he also collaborated with his father a lot when he was alive. Mm-hmm. But he finished it for him. And the code was basically, it was just a set of laws, essentially. But what was cool about it was that before this code had been created, the kingdom that the Visigoths were ruling was really divided amongst itself because it was made up of two distinct group of, groups of people. There was the Visigoths, who right. people called them the, the Gothi, or the Gothi, the Gothi, mm-hmm. and the Romani, which were the Roman people, right. who lived there before under the control of the Roman Empire. Uh-huh. And they were, like, living amongst each other, but definitely considered themselves two distinct cultures just living amongst each other. And this code decreed that they were all one people, known as the Hispani, I'm going to say, is the origins of the term Hispanic, because they were Mm -hmm. in that area. Like, they were in Spain, they were in Portugal, they were in... Chindiswinth was considered the first king of Hispania. He was like, okay, this is one kingdom, we're going to try and unite them. And they all had equal rights kind of progressive for the year 643 that is that is very progressive i yeah. like it a lot that's cool and the thing about it is that it it was low-key feminist Ooh, yeah it surprise feminism always a favorite yeah women were specified in the code to be allowed to inherit their own property to manage their own assets independently and separate from their husbands or male relatives it was specified that they could represent themselves in legal proceedings and they could arrange their own marriages so women could really have control of their own lives which is not really heard of especially considering this is before the medieval times right again we rolled back a lot in the dark ages it was crazy the code combined elements of roman catholic and germanic tribal law Mm -hmm. um establishing rules for marriage and inheritance and this was considered a very well liked code yeah future leaders tried to duplicate it yeah uh it inspired a lot going forward uh when the moors conquered the visigoths in seven in the 700s they use this code to form their laws. Like, they use oh. it as the basis of their um, That's cool. new rules that they were creating for their people. It's believed that it's really because of this code. They decided to allow Christians to live under their own laws in any way that did not conflict with the conquering Africans, which echoes the principles of the Visigothic Code. And I think it's, it really set up sort of a, I guess, a an ethical way of looking at life that's just like you do whatever you need to do like follow your own culture as best you want as long as you're not harming anybody else like as long as we're all yeah. getting along and living amongst each other in a way that makes us all happy we're fine do whatever what does want. that remind me of the oh it reminds me of the codes of um islam mm. when we talked about that why do we not listen to these like people that like he, people are like here let's all be nice to each other and everyone's like that's nice and it worked for a while then everyone's like no let's not do that anymore yeah because people argue about the ways in which we should yeah, be nice to each other true. and also that like these codes were come up by maybe people of color you know yeah. like Did my last it? thought on five syllable names <laughs> i googled them i googled some the most normal one that we've definitely met people or you could know people with this name is evangelina Evangelina. Yeah, Evangelina. Um, this one, though, is really pretty. Apollonia. Apollonia. Apollonia, yeah. 
That is pretty. It's a very pretty name. And um, there's also Caledonia, Emiliano. Caledonia? Isn't that four? Caledonia. Caledonia. And Hyacinthia. Hyacinthia. Oh, what was that book series? I mean, Ap- Apollonia. Is that how you say it? I think so, yeah. Apollonia. That's a character from The Godfather. It's the daughter of The Godfather. Oh. So it was a very popular name in the 90s. Yeah. This whole thing about, like, you know, that they had these really progressive ideas and it was so long ago and then that all rolled back. Like, that reminded me when we were watching the Atlantis documentary that Jade hated. We we watched this documentary and because Jade covered Atlantis on our show and she, like... I know where it is. It's in the eye of Mauritania. Right. She she was, like, furious because they're looking all over the place and Jade was just yelling at the television, like, you're looking in the wrong location. Like, mind you, this is a National Geographic documentary. Like... Ah. so many experts involved like a very high quality documentary but at one point they went to um malta and they were looking at these really ancient like houses and um burial sites and stuff like that and they were talking about how they had indoor plumbing in like a thousand bc and that we just like lost that isn't that really crazy yeah wow it was cool. I was paying attention to the documentary. Jane was just angry. <laughs> I was furious. So she refused At one point to listen. They were even like the Eye of Mauritania is a theory, but it couldn't be that. Moving on, I was like, <laughs> Jane was furious. Oh no, Jane was listen just... to you know what I've been wondering. I know, truly, National Geographic did not listen to our show. Oh, my How rude of them! They did not oh, consult. Dare they? They anyway. should have asked me personally. I should have been an expert in that documentary you should have have been with them being like no 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 no, you should have been on the boat with them yelling at them being like you're never gonna find it they're in the wrong place they did eventually like find something in the area that i thought it was but it was literally just a round disc that to me is just evidence that some people were there once right like i was like that doesn't mean atlantis was here yeah we did also didn't finish the documentary no we should we should even though i'll be furious okay um, the last thing I will say is that, or about the about the code, about the Visigothic code, is that uh, there have been a lot of references to it in monastic codes after that. So mm-hmm. a lot of people have uh, very much tried to echo and Im- not embody, emulate and emulate the values that were laid out in the Visigothic code. Cool. And there is a Catalan translation of the original Visigothic code. That dates back to the year 1050, and it is one of the oldest documents that exists in that language. That's so cool. So you can make it's. I wonder if it's on display somewhere. In, Probably in Spain. In Catalan. Yeah. So what is the legacy of the Visigoths? Well, really, the Visigothic code is the thing that pe- they're most known for. Mm-hmm. But they also are considered to be a very unique time in history religiously mm-hmm. because w- the when the Visigoths like became part of not the roman empire because they defeated the roman empire but when they like joined the roman people in that region they slowly were converting to christianity from the german paganism that they were practicing beforehand yeah uh however when they initially were converting to christianity rather than um taking on the nicene form which is catholic uh they adopted the arianist form oh uh which at the time Roman Christians thought they were heretics and they were considered like outliers and people were like, no, 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 that's not Christianity. But, and they did eventually convert to Catholicism, but there's a lot of 
gothic like architecture and churches that exist because of this time mm-hmm. that are really unique to this one time period in history um there are a couple of catholic churches that still exist in spain and portugal that were built by the visigoths that are really unique and cool to see so those exist cool and i feel like n- now when i'm thinking about like church architecture i feel like you hear the word gothic and that's just like a term you hear a lot historically like oh yeah like of gothic mm-hmm. influence and now I finally know what that means, you know? Yeah, I mean, but the goth- gothic architecture came about much later, you know? Yeah, but I feel like, well, my one theory now that I'm thinking about it is that the goths were really in charge of Europe for 300 years. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure they built structures of their own mm-hmm. that maybe, like, years later someone was like, hey, let's do like that. Like The first important example is considered to be the Basilica of Saint-Denis near Paris, Mm. that was built in 1140 name the name originated in 16th century um and he attributed various architectural features features to the goths whom he held responsible for destroying the ancient buildings after they conquered rome and erecting new ones in his style mm-hmm. there we go so yes is related cool 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 coolio this gives me a lot more of like context to like i feel like the goths are used in a lot of like stories i've heard like in titus like i mentioned in our podcast last week i know them from titus andronicus but it was really just a fictional group based on this yeah that was like invading they the that's who they fight power. in Coriolanus too isn't it they're fighting the goths maybe so <laughs> i think the goths like it's just not misused but kind of like has been overgeneralized as like a group that's fighting the romans it's the goths like no, right, no. right 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 as opposed to a specific yeah a specific yeah. tribe or a specific... Uh, yeah, that's interesting, too, knowing that they're responsible for the fall of Rome because in so many um, Italian-based tellings of that story, like when I was abroad, one of them would tell us that history was always, oh, the barbarians invaded Rome and... They harassed them. Right. Like, it's a very... Again, like, yeah. it's, their, it's very much their side of the story as opposed to, like, no, this nomadic tribe, you yeah. know? Because we have a very... We are taught a very European-viewed history most of the time even in america as the places that we stem from you know you don't really get to hear the revision is a revisionist history Mm -hmm. you know um because rome is so revered now we like think of the roman empire as this great thing and this terrible loss um so we villainize their enemies but it is interesting to know like who they were and what they did yeah for sure thank you you're welcome (laughs) that was fun that was fun you know a little quick dip into history before we talk about something that's like super modern (laughs) (laughs) truly we're like two ends of a timeline here we really are so for reddit today i thought i would just like really relate reddit to the topic that we're gonna do um Mm -hmm. and we are gonna play a game great i love games this is a timed game okay the way it's gonna work is in this game i'm going to say the beginnings of vines and you have to finish them. <gasps> I love this. I love this. I love this. And we're going to see how fast you can do it. I've picked... You're going to time me? Yeah. We're going to see how fast you can finish those vines. Okay. It's called finish that vine. Okay. Um, I'm going to set a timer. Ah! And... I'm nervous now. I promise I've only picked vines that I know that you've watched. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> all right. Are you ready? Your mind's clear. You're ready to go. My mind is clear, I think. All well, right. Well, I mean, my mind is never clear. You know, anxiety fills it with things. But here we go. Okay. Are we ready? Mm-hmm. Here we go. Road work ahead. I sure hope it does. Miss Keisha. Oh. If you don't know, you could you say skip and we'll come is, back is to it. Oh my gosh, you fucking did? No, 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 no. Yeah, that's it. I feel Actually, like Megan, I can't, I can't sit anywhere. 
I have hemorrhoids. <laughs> it is blank, my dudes. Sunday? And then he goes, ah! <laughs> my dude, it's what? Something? He's in a Spider-Man costume. Monday? Friday? Like, is it a day of the week? Yeah, it's a day of the week. It is... I'm going to say dude. Monday. I'm going to say Monday. That Monday. is incorrect. Is it we'll Friday? Go, we'll come back to <laughs> okay, it. Okay, okay, we'll come back. I spilled lipstick on your... Valentino bag? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, welcome to Chili's. <laughs> I'm just going to say it. I don't care that you broke your elbow. Excellent. Chris, is that a weed? Uh, isn't it, I don't know exactly what says that, but he, 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 he dials 911 out of the microwave and then it comes and then it goes, dun, it plays the like, the, she says, she says, I'm going to, I'm calling the police. I'm calling Those the police. Really okay. I smell like, oh my God. <laughs> I thought I was going to be so good at this. I don't know any of you. I smell like what? Um, I sm- it's a little girl. She's standing by a window. I smell like, I don't know. Poop. I don't know. No. Manure? I don't know. No, we'll skip it. Look at all of those chickens. Two bros <laughs> chilling in a hot tub five feet apart because they're not gay. And they were roommates. <laughs> you want to be a you want to be a dog? You want to be a dog? You know this. You know this fine. You want to be a dog? And then what does she do? Woof. Yeah. Woof, you know. <laughs> oh, oh, you want to be a dog? Woof, you know. <laughs> remember, remember when I liked you? Good, cause never happened. Ha ha! <laughs> I have sixty nine cents. You know what that means? I don't have enough money for chicken nuggets. Very good. Do not fuck with me. I have the power of God and anime on my side. If your name is Junior and you're really handsome, come on, put your hand up. Do not tell me I look like Chicken Little. He is a coward. (laughs) I don't know how that one ends, but I remember it. Uh, I don't know. Okay, we'll skip it. What up? My name's Jared. I'm 19 and I never learned how to fucking read. I want a church girl who go to church and read her Bible. I brought you frankincense and myrrh, murder, <gasps> Judas. All right, we have to go back. Dang it. All right, we have to go back. Um, It is blank, my dudes. Ah! Friday? No. I know. Saturday? Sunday? No. Tuesday? Wednesday? I say Thursday. this. It's Wednesday. I say this. It's Wednesday. <laughs> I say this every Wednesday, I feel like. I and my brain's not not putting forth any memory of that. There's only one thing worse than a rapist. <gasps> a child. <laughs> <laughs> and the although the one you didn't get, I smell like it's the same girl as the I freaking love bats. <laughs> it's the <laughs> same Halloween. girl. I love her. <laughs> it's the same girl. Uh I don't know. It's I smell like beef. I wouldn't have done that. Oh, you've never seen that one? I don't think so. And then Chicken Little is a coward. And I'm not a coward. <laughs> okay. I don't think I know that. Good job. You did it in four minutes. <laughs> I'm amazing. You're amazing. Did you have fun with that? I did. I really a did. A nice walk down memory lane. Especially the ones, that, the ones that... See, when you when you went, you want to be a dog, I... My br- you paused in a way that like, you want to be a and I thought you were saying like you want to be a something dog yeah but nope you want to be a dog woof you know woof you know <laughs> <laughs> we love that vibe 
We love oh that my part. God, my favorite part, I didn't think that you would get because I and I didn't know how to set it up. But it's the guy that shoots the ceiling, and then the other guy falls off the couch, and he looks at him, and he goes, "This is why mom doesn't fucking, fucking love, love you." you. <laughs> <laughs> I love that vine. Oh, I forgot one, the, bitch. You, I, I love you, bitch. I ain't never, never gonna, gonna stop, stop loving, loving you, bitch. <laughs> I love the one when he's walking into a house, like, trying to, like, vlog, and someone's like, why do you have my phone? And he just yells, fuck you, that's, that's why. why. I did, I had the, another one I didn't think you were going to get, but that's iconic, is I'm sitting there, barbecue you sauce, sauce on, on my titties. titties. <laughs> <laughs> Can I get a waffle? Can I please, please get, get a, a waffle? waffle? <laughs> Can I get a if waffle? you don't know Vine, this whole segment. This whole no if you don't know sense. Vine, then you need to go online and watch. If you type in Vine compilation into YouTube, <laughs> there are so many and they're all incredible. I don't know what the kid says to set this up, but I also love the one where the kid's crying in the street and someone says something to him and he goes, because he fucking pushed me. <laughs> oh, and then the other one of the little girl standing outside the door and she's like, you always want to come around, but then you don't want to post up. <laughs> she's like seven. Um, also, the same one is the girl who does Miss Keisha. This one doesn't have words, but it's someone standing behind the door and they poke the phone and she's beating the doll with a bat. <laughs> There's also... Is Give she me the same kid that... Yeah, no, she's Give not... Fucking money. No, that's not the same kid. That girl's white. But oh. <laughs> she, like, throws the doll. <laughs> this is Law & Order <laughs> SVU. <laughs> Vine was such a gift. It really was. We didn't deserve it. Um, so before we talk about TikTok, which is like the big thing you asked me about, yeah. we are going to talk about the rise and fall of Vine. Rest in peace. Um, <laughs> it's like the Roman emperor. So Vine, <laughs> truly, another rise and fall. So Vine sold their company in 2013 to Twitter for $30 billion. And that's when it really became an overnight sensation. It became the most downloaded video sharing app in 2013. By the time it was shut down, there were over 1 million vines made by 200 million users. Wow. Yeah. Vine was primarily used by teenagers and young adults, but in 2014, Vine did create a Vine Kids app. In 2015, they added music as a feature to Vine, just like how TikTok works. In 2016, Vine's market growth slowed down as apps like Snapchat, um, who stopped placing a time limit on their videos, grew in popularity. So the time restriction became a detriment to them instead of an aid. Mm. Um, it also became very outdated. Twitter announced that they would be shutting down the app in 2016, but leaving the website online so that people could still watch Vines. Um, Twitter never disclosed an official reason why the app was shut down, and they also never sold it to another company, which was suspicious. What's going on? Yeah, what? Isn't that weird? I assumed there was a reason. No, they were just like, we're just shutting it down. Why? I think it was just like, it was becoming too expensive to maintain with the mm. rights to music. I don't know. I don't know. This There was an article by Rolling Stone that I read that really encapsulates why Vine was so important. It gave a platform for young black content makers. Some of the most famous viral videos were made by young black users, and this mm. gave them the visibility that is more difficult to achieve on YouTube, but was easy to achieve on a short form like you know sharing app like vine mm -hmm. um it's also important to note that vine has become the subject of a copyright controversy because many viners coined now very popular terms and phrases um but there were no there's no copyright they don't have a patent for it mm. specifically fleek was that that phrase oh. was coined by a black viner and like she does not own the rights to that phrase and it became very popular afterwards 
that's like yeah. what Rolling Stone brought up that specific example but you also think of like Danny Gonzalez and Drew Gooden have talked about this as well as YouTubers that like as Viners like like Drew is the road work ahead yeah I sure hope it does <laughs> like so many people know that and he got he gets no money from that uses a phrase like people can sell t-shirts with vine phrases on it and viners get no money for that you know yeah vine also completely what <laughs> rolling stone calls memeified pop music um <laughs> like before then music hadn't really been used as a meme and vine allowed that to happen and it also benefited the artists who music were becoming memes and helping getting their songs out there and like gaining interest which is is so real you know yeah um like i don't know that song take me to the ceiling outside of that vine but yeah. like i can reference that song you know dance crazes became repopularized through videos and specific users um specifically the whip and nay nay became very popular because of vine and also this idea of like sharing a dance move through the world and everyone understanding it because of the internet as opposed yeah. to like a music video you know it's very very different um and they hadn't really seen i also don't think we'd seen anything like that since like maybe michael jackson you know mm-hmm. that like there's this one specific dance move and everyone does it and that's because of fine i thought that's pretty cool that is cool. Vine produced high quality pop stars such as John Mendez, who yes. gained notoriety through his six second covers, and that kind of added some mystique, and people were more interested in him, and he became famous because of that. I love John Mendez. I know you do. Vine completely altered comedy by taking new approaches to it. Vine comedy is both disposable and short, but also lingering, so these really short phrases stay with you for a long time. The comedy didn't demand much of your time to take in, but it would leave you laughing much later. So it's like this really short, short, short form that had a greater impact, which is super cool. This idea that like comedy specials often are about like watching the whole thing and like callbacks and stuff like that. But Vine comedy is nothing like that. It's like in the moment, really quick, quippy, completely different. Vine gave birth to a new generation of comedy stars, one that is also much younger, which is really cool. Vine challenged YouTube with its brevity and ability to discover much more in a shorter amount of time than you could on YouTube. You could watch maybe 100 Vines in the time it would take you to watch one YouTube video (laughs) that exposes you to more people, more content, much faster. Um, And finally, Vine allowed celebrities to connect with fans in a very different way than ever before. A lot of famous celebrities had Vine accounts and would interact with their fans through them, such as Harry Styles, Nicki Minaj, Mm. um, and the behind the scenes videos of celebrities like showed their comedic side and a glimpse into their humor. So you could watch a funny moment from Kim Kardashian's day on Vine. That was a really big deal. Um, I had in here to talk about what some of your favorite vines are, which we've we've now like quoted. A yeah, whole we've kind of done a lot of that. Um, uh, uh, there's that kid that's like, even though I look like a burnt chicken nugget, I still love myself. <laughs> he, like he he makes me feel happy sometimes. Yeah, um, <laughs> that really see, sticks to your soul. Yeah, he's so nice. Uh, I have a I have a sticker on my laptop of the two bros in the hot tub. <laughs> that's a classic. I have um, stickers of oh. And they were roommates. Yeah. Oh, my God. God, they, they were, were roommates. Roommate. Yeah. That's all, that's a classic. <laughs> that one, I feel like, is a reference to us. But. Yeah. <laughs> it does. That's how people talk about us. And oh, my they God. They're talking about our podcast, and they go, and they were roommates. Oh, my God. <laughs> they, they were roommates. roommates. 
Around the time that Vine was getting shut down, a new lip syncing app was gaining a new lip syncing app was gaining popularity. That app musically eventually eventually became what is now TikTok. Yeah, I was always confused. I feel like such an elder because I when I went worked at camp this summer, all of my kids were obsessed with TikTok, and I literally didn't know what it is. But I saw a billion ads for it on Facebook. But it just seemed like it was people putting on like crazy makeup and singing along to pop songs yes so i'm gonna explain how that integration happened okay tiktok tiktok is the most popular app yeah i can't talk today jesus i'm gonna start just gonna just gonna forget it okay (laughs) (laughs) just forget it okay tiktok is the most popular app amongst teenagers at the moment it is a short form video social network similar to vine it has over 1.5 billion downloads isn't that crazy? Yeah. TikTok was actually created by a Chinese company, ByteDance. ByteDance runs several popular social media networking apps in China. Business Insider refers to it as China's Facebook in the way that, like, Facebook owns Instagram. Mm. Like, ByteDance owns a bunch of other social media networks. ByteDance is run by CEO Zhang Yiming, who founded the company in 2012. The company is now worth $75 billion and is the most valuable private company in the world. TikTok started an app in started as an app in China called Douyin and was immediately popular. One year after launch, they were hitting 1 billion video views per day. When? The app expanded to Thailand, Japan, and other Asian markets shortly thereafter. At the same time in the US, Musical.ly was the number one video sharing app. Musical.ly focused on 15-second lip-syncing music videos. That was its only function. Okay. Um, it was created in 2014 by Alex Zhu and Louis Yang. Musically gave birth to several young music stars, including Jacob Sartorius. <laughs> Musically became only more popular after Vine shut down in 2016. Many of Vine's creators turned to Musically to like fill that void. Mm-hmm. In November 2017, ByteDance purchased Musically for one billion dollars and continued to operate the two apps separately in two different markets. So TikTok was still Asia specific, and Musically was U.S. specific. Okay. And then in August 2018, ByteDance announced it would be shutting down Musical.ly and merging it with TikTok. All Musical.ly profiles were automatically moved over to TikTok. And since that merger, TikTok has only gotten more popular because now it's no longer constrained by lip syncing only like what Musical.ly was because it also has the added benefits of everything that TikTok could do. Yeah. But it's like the same form, just you can do more, if that makes sense. Yeah. In September 2019, TikTok became the first number one free non-gaming iOS app. Oh. Yeah. Much like Vine, TikTok's music-centric setup has acted as a launchpad outside of the typical music industry for rising artists. Old Town Road first gained momentum on TikTok, as well as Good As Hell. Oh. I wish I did not know. No, I didn't either. That kind of makes sense, though, for Old Town Road. Yeah, it does. TikTok is the newest platform for digital creators to become famous. The best example is Lauren Gray, who started on Musical.ly and now has 38.1 million TikTok followers. Wow. Yeah, so it's kind of like the new YouTuber. Yeah. Um, Mike Karen, who is the CEO of the Artist Partner Group, called TikTok the wood in the fire for artists trying to get their songs on the charts. Mm-hmm. Young people now go to two platforms to consume music, YouTube and TikTok. And I don't mean like purposely going to look for music. Like I don't think anyone's getting on TikTok to find music, but a part of scrolling through it is that you're hearing all of this music Absolutely. and you're becoming interested in it. Um, and that has a huge effect on how artists, you know, get their music out there. 
TikTok user Kevboy Perry says TikTok allows people to get famous really easily, unlike Twitter or Instagram. Mm. TikTok has a vaunted algorithm that constantly searches for new clips instead of pushing out videos from already popular users to the top of the list. So you're constantly always getting something new. I like that. Which is cool. And I think that explains why I've heard from multiple people that use TikTok um, that you have to search through a lot of boring or what you find boring Mm. to get to something really good because the algorithm is it favoring people that are already popular you know it's just trying to show you as much different stuff as possible yeah that makes sense yeah kevboy perry also says that tiktok rewards you for keeping the audience on your video on the app the longer your (laughs) audience watches the video the more likely it is to be shared to more people that affects your algorithm how many people are watching it which is a lot like other social media platforms but with tiktok because yes you can follow people but following doesn't necessarily mean that like those are the first people that you're gonna see whereas like on instagram on your news feed you really only see people that you follow people are hashtags that you follow TikTok also pays royalties to the artists whose music is getting played, regardless of the number of views a video gets, which is another reason it's become popular amongst artists. Yeah. So it's about the number of times it's used in a video, not how many times the video is seen. What? Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. TikTok also has a creators program, which links TikTok users with a half coach, half manager. The user Nice Michael says TikTok has a really large hand in their community because they can push content. I've had it happen where I texted my manager and I was like, hey, how come this didn't do good? And they were like, I'll look into it, winky face. And within the hour, it had 80 more, 80,000 more likes than what it had before. Um, and they have some magical button that they can press and just promote a video to the world and just push content. Yeah. Members of the creators program receive feedback from their managers about what they can do to get more views, what's funny, what's not funny, what hashtags to use. Jeez. And so on. Yeah. In November 2019, TikTok reached 1.5 billion downloads worldwide, like I said. So that was November. So now it already has more. Recently, TikTok has become the concern of U.S. lawmakers because it is owned by a Chinese company. And there are concerns about the security of the content under the oppressive Chinese government. An official investigation launched in November into how TikTok stores user data. Because they don't know how they store the data, TikTok is banned from any government-issued phones for this reason. Mm. Yeah, so they're literally worried that the Chinese government's using TikTok to spy on us. <gasps> oh, I don't like that at all. Yeah. There have also been concerns regarding children's privacy. TikTok had to pay a $5.7 million fine in 2019 over allegations they were illegally collecting personal information from children under 13 without parental consent. Ew. Yeah. They've also been accused of censoring political content that could anger the Chinese government. This was particularly noted by the absence of footage of the Hong Kong riots. People were really surprised that no footage was appearing on TikTok, and that seemed suspicious. Mm. So they thought that they were maybe censoring videos about that. ByteDance is currently trying to distance TikTok from its Chinese roots. Although the app is still run by creator Alex Zhu, who works out of the China headquarters, this year TikTok announced it would be looking for a new CEO, likely someone who is not Chinese. Oh. And they do have, like, they have a woman in LA who runs it from, like, the America side. She's, like, chief of operations in America or something like that. But, yeah, they are looking to kind of distance themselves from that because of the you know scandal reasons so that's all the factual information about tiktok i do enjoy tiktok i don't have it on our phone on my phone but oh, like I feel like if i downloaded it, it would be a 
like a, a black hole like i would not resurface right but i'll like go on youtube and watch a good compilation of tiktoks yes, i love jenna marbles has done two videos where she shows people her favorite tiktoks and they are funny yeah those are the ones i, I watch i don't want to download the app but i will watch a many a compilation and i yeah. i've rewatched jenna jenna's two videos so much yeah because they're they are really funny and some of them have very similar comedic energy to vine yeah like a lot of my favorite ones could have been vines you know <laughs> Mutt. yeah there's my absolute favorite tiktok i'm not gonna go around quoting tiktoks because i don't think they i don't think there's any one tiktok that's maybe reach the fame level of any vines like i don't think we're at the point yet where we could go around quoting tiktoks and people know at least not our generation yeah. my students absolutely could um but not our generation but there is this one tiktok of it's like this edited voice and they're talking about the moths fruit snacks and i love this i love this one because we give this to the kids as snack at school and every time i give them moths i think of this tiktok yeah. it's this guy i think it's a guy i don't know it's an edited voice but it's like super auto-tuned and he's like moths has some explaining to do <laughs> And he's pointing out that on the package it says assorted fruit, like that they fruit, they're fruit snacks. And then he pulls out one that's shaped like a carrot. And he's like, like "What is this?" And then he's like singing. It's so good. Go watch Jenna's compilation. It's it's in it. It's in it. It's it's great. It's really really great. So some of them are genuinely really funny, but you really have to vet through them. Yeah, through a lot of boring ones to get to a couple of real gems. We, our current system is our roommate Kelsey has downloaded the app and she uh, curates for us like yes. lists and she will literally uh, at the end of a, the day or every couple days she'll be like, oh, would you like to see what I have um, gathered for you? Gathered for you. Would you like to see the haul? And yeah. Let we'll me sit and we watch the TikToks. It's great. It's yeah. fun. It's perfect. She does the work. We get to enjoy. Exactly. Exactly. I do think like, I do think apps like Vine and TikTok have really changed comedy. In a lot of ways, you know. I feel like they're so situational and they just, like, point out things that are happening in the real world. And, like, they relate a lot of very specific emotions that younger people have. Yeah. Like, Isn't this funny that that happens? And they're so brief, <laughs> but so satisfying. Like, the amount of... There there are vines and TikToks that have made me laugh until I cry. And they're 15 seconds, you know? Like... <laughs> The reactions you can have from something is so short. I don't know. It's just so satisfying. Give me a second eye. <laughs> That's the beginning of We Are Young. And then as soon as he says, give me a second eye, it pans to a cat with one eye. It's, it's like, it's excellent. Like It sounds so dumb, but they're so funny. Like It sounds so dumb, but it's also like some of the jokes are so obvious and yet so, so funny. <laughs> What the Rolling Stone article was talking about with Vine that like the incorporation of music into video like gave birth to funny animal videos. <laughs> there are so many funny vines <laughs> that are just animals. Oh my god, that owl! It's like you got this, Trevor. <laughs> turns around and goes, "Ready? Make a way for it!" And boom! And it says, "Boom!" He just like turns around. And goes, it makes eye contact it's so good all right thank you so much for listening you can find us on instagram twitter and facebook at ykwibw podcast you can check out our website at i've been wondering.com if you like what you're hearing you can donate to us right through anchor and the link in the bio to this episode or consider leaving us a five-star review on itunes and finally if you have something that you've been wondering you can email us at i've been wondering podcast at gmail.com and we would love to talk about it on our show Say it. <laughs> <laughs>
Sarah, do you know what I've been wondering? What have you been wondering? Why? <laughs> oh, no. I hate Why that. are the Oscars considered so important? Oh. This is going to come out a week late because the Oscars are tonight. But. That's so good to know. Like, why are. Oh, so you're going to get my, like, f- full fury about yeah. the Oscars. How do the Oscars work? Who just, like, what's the Academy? Like, what's all that? Like, how does that function? Who's in the Academy? Okay. When you, I had a feeling you were going to ask me about this. I felt suspicious. Um, okay. Why yeah. is it more important than, like, the SAG Awards or, or the, Golden the Golden Globes? Yeah. Why yeah, is yeah, that yeah. considered the award of all awards? Okay. Yeah, for sure. We can talk about that. That sounds like fun. That was my stomach grumbling. I don't know if you was caught on the microphone, but. <laughs> there it is. Okay. Jade, mm-hmm. you know what I've been wondering? What have you been wondering, Sarah? So, the next episode that comes out is going to take place over what we call midwinter recess, but some people call it President's Week. Mm. This okay. is like this is going to be a little vague, but I want you to I want you to interpret this for yourself. <laughs> okay. I want you to talk about presidents that no one talks about. And I'm leaving it open because I could give you some suggestions like Buchanan. What was that about? You know, uh, Chester (laughs) Arthur. Like, I don't know anything, you know, but I want to take this opportunity to learn something new about some presidents. Mm -hmm. You know, not the none none of the big ones. You know, I want you to go on Wikipedia (laughs) and look up the least talked about presidents and tell me some stuff about them and why why they got elected. You know, why they why they matter. Why people liked them enough to vote for them for president. And And then then we never talked about them again. (laughs) You know, like, yeah, I want to know about that. Does that sound like a task you could do? No, that's fun. There's one president I never can remember who it is. But in college, my friends and I found this list that maybe it was a BuzzFeed list, but it was like all of the the hottest ranked by hotness. And one of them looks exactly like Alec Baldwin, I will say. But there was one president that was listed like 16th, and we were so mad. We were like, he's been wronged. And it was someone random, like Chester Arthur. Or like Chester Arthur's the one with the mutton chops. No, it wasn't him then. Yeah. But it was someone who was like, we don't think he should be number one, but he should be far higher than number whatever he was. And we talked about it for a long time. I do remember that article, but I don't remember who it was. I'm going to text some people. <laughs> Juicy. All right. That's everything. Thank you so much for listening. This is, you know what I've been wondering. <laughs>